On the show, the sanctions have been handed down to Brad Crouch and Tyson Stengel, but were the penalties harsh enough? The Crows' woes continue. Could a high-profile fitness guru bail on coming to Adelaide? One win away from the grand final, but can Port Adelaide knock off the reigning premiers? That's next on The Press Box. Welcome to you, another big week in the sporting world, and we have all our men on deck. Sam Tuggle, Dale Fletcher, and welcoming back Jace Kemp. Good to see you, lads. It's good Hello, to be back. Boys. There's actually uh, three of us here. Three. Amazing. <laughs> My finals, finals fever. I couldn't miss out on the show right before a prelim. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz, you missed out last week and we were hammering you to uh, pillar to post, mate. Um, it's good to have oh, you back, but tell you oh, what, you deservingly smashed. You promised us you'd be here every damn week. And I purposely and I purposely did not listen to the show last week because I knew <laughs> that 50% of it was just Dale laying into me. Probably had uh, uploaded audio grabs of me saying that, I uh, I would never miss another episode for the rest of the Correct. season, and uh, and uh, unfortunately I, I just couldn't I couldn't get up in time to make it. Oh. No, it's called uh, it's called facing the facts, Jason. <laughs> yeah. uh, face the facts, and uh, well, why, why, explain again. This is like a I was actually a bit crook. I was actually a bit crook, and I messaged you guys, and I said I was a bit crook, and um. And I and I get no love from you. You still smash me, even when I'm a bit sick. So it's yeah. uh, yeah, any well, opportunity. I, I, I've got something for you. It's not turmeric tea, uh, Jace, but this is this gets me through my running regime. Yeah, here it is. It's called Panadol Optizorb. Oh my! It uh, absorbs fifty percent faster than normal Panadol. So uh, get some of these in, dear. That uh, ching Panadol Optizorb. Optizorb, mate. It's it's, it's, when, it's when you get arthritis and you're an old. Uh, so and so, like myself, uh, it's uh, it's great, and it's uh, if you have one one too many shandies, uh, it, it I was going to say you wouldn't treat. want an alcoholic drink with one of those. You'd be, <laughs> be on another planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it uh, no, it's uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, wash it down with some turmeric tea, and uh, you uh, never get sick ever again. Now, doubt because I wasn't here last week. I'm assuming I'm assuming that you got on Port Adelaide's bandwagon eventually. That Sam talked you around to yes. finally. Back in your club, and uh, and and get a win. What what was the go? Uh, well, you should have listened. So how about you? How about you jump off and uh, <laughs> have a listen, and uh, and, and you get the answer. Well, well, I just want to know one thing: Are you on board this weekend? No. Oh, he's off! It's, he's off again. You're kidding me? He's jumped off again. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You hate to play. What hate is wrong it. with you? It's a. Uh, it's it's quite easy. And when 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 we get to talking about the game, I have I have stats lined up. Ready to go. You're a full-blown hater, Dale Fletcher. This is I'm a not disgrace. A hater. I'm <laughs> not a the, hater. Where's the faith? Unbelievable. Where's the faith in Port Adelaide? To do it? Where's oh, the faith? This is unreal. I'll explain that a bit later. This is unbelievable. All right, we'll get on to Port Adelaide later. But, um, no, it's good to see that all three of us are here. I'm really looking forward to us uh, being able to get through the show together because we were a bit. We did a short version last week. But Jace has returned, and he's brought yep. some mail with him. I have boys, and this is some big mail. It's out of uh, out of uh, Westlake, so I should say, not Albert, and it's out of Westlakes, and it's uh, it got to do with more crows woes. Now, a couple of weeks ago, it was in the tabloids. It might have even been uh, one of your papers, though, um, that they uh, mentioned that they were going to the crows were going to get back a high performance sports manager, a fitness guru, and I'm 
talking to none other than Darren Burgess, the fitness guru who had been with EPL, who'd been with Arsenal, Liverpool, and also served at the Socceroos. He's been at Melbourne, in uh, at the Melbourne Football Club for the last year. And the Adelaide Crows were strongly linked to have him come back to Adelaide. There was some talk that he wanted to come back to South Australia, that he'd build a sort of uh, a nest here when he was with Port Adelaide. I can tell you that I have a really strong um, source uh, amongst the Crows. I've, I've got some really strong mail that he will not be returning to the Adelaide Football Club, that there's something's happened behind the scenes and they mm. haven't been able to agree on certain terms. So Darren Burgess, the fitness guru that looked after Port Adelaide for many years, that's been at Melbourne Football Club currently, he would not be returning to Adelaide. Yeah, it's disappointing because I think most Crows supporters are really looking forward to that. We heard um, Adam Kelly uh, confirm just on Monday night on radio that uh, Steve Saunders is in fact departing the club. There was a little bit going around that he will be and that's just now being confirmed that he's going to explore new opportunities. But they Mm. thought that Darren was going to be the man to replace him. So interesting that that is the case now. They'll have to go looking for someone else. Mm, and he's highly regarded too when it comes to you know doing the fitness stuff. People still rave on about him at Port Adelaide and what he's he did for best. that group, one group at Albert, and of course, and what he's done, been able to do overseas in the English Premier League. So it's a bit of a, a shock that you know there was strongly rumored that he was going to come, and then all of a sudden there was some reason that they couldn't decide on, um, or they couldn't get the negotiations working in the right way, and, and he's decided to back out. We've still got two years left uh, on a deal at Melbourne, so it's uh, not, not, not like he's a free agent by uh, any stretch of the imagination. So uh, he's got uh, he's got his job security sorted, uh, Burjo. And uh, geez, if you've been a Port Adelaide man, you don't you don't jump into the crow's nest. You don't do a Matty Nixon jump into the crow's nest or Billy Frampton or anything like that. Surely Burjo has just seen the light and went. Oh, I'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just stick it out at at, at the D's. Surely, oh. surely Burjo. There's just this this is common sense, really. Yeah. Surely, Burjo. Phil Walsh did it, and he uh, he, he gave it a, <laughs> a right. full full crack at the Crows there. So no, look, um, I think this would have been uh, it would have been a really big coup for Adelaide if they could have landed Burjo. It's just a shame that if this is accurate, and it sounds like it's a pretty strong source from yours, Jace, that. This, this is the case. Unfortunately, they've missed out on a really big fish, and um, it's just a shame, really. Yeah, another interesting thing is the, someone else who they missed out on was Jack Graham. There was a strong links that he was going to come back to Adelaide. South Australian boy played um, in the under-18 carnival here and, and won the medal over here as the best under-18 kid in the country. He's with the Tigers at the moment, obviously played in that 2017 grand final where he shut down Sloaney on that day, kicked a, a couple of goals himself. And then in the last grand final last year, he um, he did his shoulder in the prelim and had to sit out. And, of course, Marlon Pickett come in and was able to clean up and, and become one of a great story for finals football. But I can tell you that I have it on good authority that the Crows tailored him an offer to come back to Adelaide, to come back to South Australia. It was similar to what he was getting at uh, at Tigerland and decided to pass it up. The interesting news about this, though, is that I can tell you that Colton were the other team that came very hard for him. In fact, they wanted to uh, to really bump up his price and they offered him a, a pretty fair contract or a pretty decent contract over three years. And um, and I, I'm led to believe that even Patrick Cripps was on the phone to him trying to bring him across, trying to say, hey, mate, we want you here at Icon Park. But um, Jack, true to, to being loyal to Richmond, he decided to stay. He signed a three-year deal there. And um, it looks like he probably won't be coming home because uh, I'm led to believe that, you know, the Tigers see him as a future leader of that football club. And, and I think that Adelaide's really on the back burner. So I can't imagine Jack Graham being back in South Australia anytime soon. 
Well, that's another common sense move by uh, by Jack uh, there. You can tell uh, why wouldn't you stay at the reigning premiers who are uh, right up to into their eyeballs to winning another one this year yep. and will probably uh, contend for the next four or five years or in the short term. So uh, it's a common sense move by Jack. But it's interesting, uh, Carlton must have a very big glove box because they're throwing <laughs> yeah. coins and notes left, right and centre. There's... Jack Graham, there's Adam Saad, there's even Jordan Degoe, he's been linked. There's uh, just everyone. There's anyone who's a free agent, uh, they are throwing the kitchen sink at. No, it's fantastic, and I think um, it would be great for Carlton fans because eventually, after what's been a very long and drag-and-grinding decade uh, through the 2010s, looking ahead into the 2020s, I think they'll be certainly uh, very, very optimistic of what's to come. And Yeah, look, Jack Graham, great talent and uh, got great leadership abilities too, I think, to come. And it'll be uh, great for him uh, to be rewarded at Richmond, a club where he's already won a flag very early days in his career. And I think he would love to f- to just sort of stick by them as a, as a club who have looked after him and stuck by him at in, uh, in in the early years, which is great news. Now, we talked about uh, the Crows there in a couple of instances. Let's talk about the uh, the elephant in the room, and that is what a large week it's been for, well, last two weeks, really, for the club in terms of Brad Crouch and Tyson Stengel. Uh, of course, the spotlight's been on them for their possession of drug, um, which has been unfortunately captured on CCTV and caught them out by police. Now, the AFL's handed down their sanctions, and it's a little bit interesting. I would have thought they'd be a bit heavy-handed, but they've gone a little softer than I think most expected. Two weeks for Brad Crouch, suspended into 2021, and four matches for Tyson Stengel at the start of 2021. Guys, what are your thoughts on that? Big slap on the wrist, really, isn't it? So you'd, you'd take you take that sanction and you would run away very quickly and uh, get on with your career because uh, both uh, Brad Crouch and Tyson Stengel, their careers are... At the crossroads at the moment, they, they, they got to prove to the footy world again that uh, they, they belong uh, in the AFL. And uh, for Brad Crouch's uh, point of view, uh, demand the uh, gazillion dollars uh, that he's asking. So, uh, yeah, real slap on the wrist and uh, it's a uh, last chance uh, for those boys. Uh, otherwise, uh, if it happens again, uh, you won't be playing footy, I don't think. Yeah, Brad Crouch wouldn't be able to sign that contract fast enough, I think. It's... Um... <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate the whole circumstances which has unfolded. I, I, I agree with you a little bit, Dow. I think it's a little bit of a slap on the wrist at the fact they've only got two and four games. Um, now they can really think about moving on and um, playing football. I don't know where that's going to be for Brad Crouch. Obviously, Tyson Stengel will start the club uh, until further notice. Um, he's obviously going to be. I've heard that the Crows have renegotiated his contract. That if he slips up one more time, that if he gets in any sort of trouble outside off the field uh, in any sort of capacity, that they can tear up his contract right then and there and he will no longer be an AFL football player. So I think part of him, uh, part of the deal for him to stay was that they wanted to renegotiate and put something in his, uh, a clause in his contract that there would be no more foul-ups and no more slip-ups from him down the line. As for Brad, I believe Sam is going to be on your show tonight if you're listening to this. it's In actual fact, he's going to be, he's going to, you know, um, open up for the first time since the whole saga, since, since the whole incident. Um, on five double eight. Yeah, on Tuesday night you'll be uh, yeah hearing Brad Crouch at five thirty, uh, live in the studio to basically talk about 
and answer the questions at this stage around what had really happened. And um, it will be intriguing to find out what he's going to say, if he's going to be worded up by management or whatnot, or if he's just going to spill the beans and, and let it all out and f- find out where all this came from and how it came about. It's, it, it really is a, a puzzling one and one that many have been scratching their heads on for some time with the Tyson Stengel situation. Really interesting. I think that the way the club have handled this and they, they're basically throwing their arms around him, I think, in, in their actions uh, towards him right now. Yes, they're putting in a, uh, a, a maybe a few bits and pieces into the contract and, and saying, uh, look, this is your last chance. But at the same time, they're giving him a chance to um, earn the trust back from his teammates and his club members, um, which I think is, uh, again, a pretty big move from the club. But they've chosen to do that because they think that's what's best for him. And what took two weeks to come to this conclusion, I think, is also very interesting. I'll get you guys to maybe answer something around this. But what I'm led to believe is the Adelaide Crows, and I think it was pretty obvious to most that the Crows really wanted to come down pretty hard on these two. They wanted to have a club sanction which you know, basically said uh, we do not tolerate this whatsoever and really throw the book at them, throw the book and a half maybe. But the AFL Players Association stepped in late from what we're led to believe and basically put an end to it and said you can't actually sanction them for as hard as you think you can. And then the AFL stepped in after that to say, well, really there's no grounds for you to be able to do this. We're going to take over. And from there they assessed it themselves and put on uh, the two and four week suspensions respectively. So I don't know if that's what you guys heard, but that was sort of what we were led to believe after this all came about. It's amazing it took a whole two weeks though to, to get to this point. Yeah, there would have had to have been some toing and froing uh, just purely because it took so long. Like it's, uh, uh, if if there was a stock standard, uh, you know, it was four, six, eight, ten weeks, whatever, um, it just would have been. Yep, that, that that's what it is, and we all would have moved on. But because uh, uh, it took uh, nearly two weeks, and uh, you can you can tell that uh, the players' association would have been involved, the AFL Crows, which would have been. Uh, Meetings after meetings after meetings, and they finally would have agreed uh, to these sanctions, which, uh, which, um, quite ironically or interestingly for me, uh, were were handed down about an hour before a big semi-final. That was a uh, that was quite interesting as well. We saw Jace tweet about this, and I think we sort of joked about it at the end of last week as a little group between us. But Jace, you. There's a, there's a piece of terminology going around called taking out the trash. Please explain. Mm. Oh, it just means that you basically bury whatever sort of bad news that you have in in uh, another big news item or something that's going to be having other people talk about it. So it shifts the attention off what's happening. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if this, you know, it, it does sound like what you were saying, Sam, if that's true, then the Adelaide Football Club wanted to come down severely hard on these two, which means they wouldn't want it to bury this sort of stuff anyway. So... It was an AFL sanction. It was the AFL. They were finally the ones that agreed to this. So I can't really say much more than that, that it happened. It might have just been a coincidence that it happened on a Saturday afternoon right before a, uh, a semi-final. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, I, I truly believe it's interesting, though, with Brad Crouch, the negotiations for his contract, uh, uh, you know, we're hearing that his bags could be, in fact, packed and he's ready to, to leave uh, the Adelaide Football Club after this. Um, you're just going to see which way it goes and, and, and it looks like it's probably out the door rather than staying at Westlakes. 
Yeah, and I, and I think it's going to be a pretty sad ending, really, for Brad Crouch here in Adelaide if it does come to an end this way. I think everyone would have loved a happier ending. If he was to leave Adelaide, it wouldn't be in this fashion, but um, who knows what will play out over the coming trade period and, and the weeks to come. Just quickly before we go on to Port Adelaide and their prelim final this week, which is a huge piece of interest, especially for you two, this is a comment just made by Adam Kelly on the 5AA Sports Show on Monday night, which which pricked my ears. And it's a question which, you know, you'd think it would come back with a little bit more conviction than this from the Adelaide Crows head of football, Adam Kelly. Are you confident that this problem is contained to just Tyson and Brad? Look, you know, I, I think what's clear is that, um, you know, illicit drug usage is a societal problem. We wouldn't be naive to think that um, it would be isolated to, to just two players on their playing list. The the gap and the and the thinking that just everything about that answer felt so uncomfortable that the answer was certainly not yes. No, it definitely isn't, and uh, you can tell just just by the uh, the Adam Kelly's answer there that uh, it's just uh, that uh, I don't think uh, all AFL footballers are choir boys. Uh, if uh, you can't be that naive to think that, and I think it's just uh, Tyson Stingle and Brad Crouch uh, just got caught. I think that's that's the only reason why we're talking about Tyson Stinkle and Brad Crouch because they got caught. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's a tough one because I'm sure there's a lot of players or a group of players that probably do undertake this sort of thing within the four walls or outside the four walls. Probably they only do it during the off season. But yeah, you're right. Tyson Stingle and Brad Crouch did get caught. Well, the good thing is though that AFL players are privy to more training and education on this sort of stuff than many other people. So we hope that, you know, they do the right thing, that they – I like to think that, you know, AFL players' lives are, are very limited. They're, you know, only the best players really play 10 or so years. Many, you know, many retire or, or finish up well before that. So you have to really make the most of this. So, you know, you'd like to think that the AFL players that are in the system are doing everything they possibly can to have longevity in their careers and really give everything they can to the football clubs. You know, of course, that's probably not always the case, but you'd like to think that they are making the most of every opportunity that they have. Absolutely agree. If if you're getting that much education, you really should be putting it into action. But at the end of the day, a mistake's been made from what we're led to believe. It's only a mistake, nothing else, nothing Mm. more. So we will hold them to that and hope for the best in the future for both those lads. Now, guys, talking about... Big things, great things in Adelaide. Let's talk about Port Adelaide and their preliminary final. They're storming to the Adelaide Oval to play Richmond, who last time they visited here were beaten by Port Adelaide and uh, and in quite a uh, in quite a su- I'm not so I wouldn't say surprising, but it felt surprising in a way when you watched it how well Port Adelaide came out of the blocks and took it to the to uh, the the dominant team in the Tigers. Yeah, they did, but uh, a lot of a lot of people uh, forget that Richmond actually were in front. Uh, at three-quarter time of that game. And there's actually Port kicked uh, three goals to nothing uh, in the last quarter to, to win the game. But uh, So you're on. You're on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're on. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm not on. I'm not on. And here's some facts, some cold, hard okay, hit facts. Me. facts. So missing from that Richmond side in round 11, who will be running out on Adelaide Oval on Friday night, uh, first of all, your man, Jack Graham, oh, yes. Basha Hurley, Shane Edwards, Toby Nankervis, Dion Prestia, David Asprey, 
and just a little, just just the skipper Trent Cotchin. So they, they all weren't there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Port Adelaide snuck in by three goals and were down at three quarter time. So yeah. where's your faith now, Jace? Yeah, yeah dents a little bit, doesn't it? What I'm really worried about, actually, is Tom Lynch. Jeez, he looked unbelievable mm. in that final and is able to, you know, kick a few goals. So I'm really worried about who's going to take him because, you know, with Jack, so Trent or, or Cleary is going to go to Jack and then who goes to Tom? Mm. You know, they have those two powerhouse forwards. So well, that, that's, that's going to be the biggest danger. And that's my second point. So if you throw Trent McKenzie the glove, apparently, because he stops everyone, yeah. if, you, if you hand Trent McKenzie the Tom Lynch assignment, and you say, well, Trent McKenzie shut down Tom Hawkins in the qualifying final. Well, he actually didn't. Tom Hawkins had six shots at goal. So if you're a Port Adelaide fan and you want to give Tom Lynch six shots at goal on Friday night, then good bloody luck. <laughs> I think I think you'll find, because Tom Lynch is so tall, you, you might find Clory will go to him because he's the tallest defender Port has, and then maybe a TJ sort of Trent McKenzie job on, on Jack. So, yeah, I'm not sure. It's, it's a tough one. Which, which other way you look at it, it's just going to be hard to stop those two powerhouse forwards, and especially with that midfield, that gun midfield. Like you mentioned, Cochin comes back into that side as well as you know Dusty Martin. I, I'd assume that Ollie Wines is going to go straight to him. Um, I can't imagine anyone else having that job. Travis Boak will probably try and get his own ball and try to create something up forward. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one. It really is. Well, I'm looking forward to how they respond after a week off as well, which is going to be fascinating too. They've had uh, a little bit of time to wait and watch between uh, the two games, the Geelong game and now this preliminary final. What I what I really am fascinated though too is the matchup in that last game and uh, the way that Port Adelaide had to really grit and grind to get past Geelong and now to have to play against Richmond, who played against Brisbane, got knocked around, they got to kick up the backside, they then absolutely blitzed past St Kilda. They're a team who are hungry, and hungrier than ever, because they got told in a, in a qualifying final, hey, you're not quite up to it. And they said, no, 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 we are up to it, and we'll prove it to every other team now. And that's certainly how they, they've got that, that angry mentality, and I, and I really think that's a scarier mentality than what they came to Adelaide with last time when they played the power. They were undermanned. They were a few clouds and doubts around them, but now they are hungrier. And this is, the, this is their domain. They play finals so well. I think this is their fourth preliminary final in a row. This is where they are at their best. So it's going to be a really, really tough assignment for Port Adelaide. And I'm, and I'm almost afraid too, and I, I don't know what you think about this, but if Port Adelaide do get up, it's going to take everything. It's going to take every inch of strength they've got. Will they have played their grand final this week if they do get in and win? Well, you don't have to worry about that because they're not winning. Um, so, and he's off. Just no, he should hand his man. Honestly, you shouldn't hand your membership back. Just, oh, God, let's, cut, let's cut to the chase. Richmond, by rights, should be going for their fourth flag in a row. Am I right? Oh, probably. They've sli- they slipped out once. Uh, Mason Cox took f- six grabs in a row yeah. um, out of his small intestine <laughs> in one game. And, 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 uh, Richmond were easily going to beat West Coast in that grand final if they got through. So it was one half by Mason Cox, which has stopped Richmond gunning for four premierships in a row. Who's to and, say that? And, 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 and here's and here's Jace and here's Jace saying that I have no faith in Port Adelaide. We're coming up against a side that should be going for four flags <laughs> in a row. Seriously. But who's to, who's to say that Charlie Dixon couldn't do a Mason Cox and and just yeah. clunk mark after mark after mark? No one's saying they couldn't do that. 
especially the the youngsters coming back in. Dursman has to be fully fit, or hopefully he is over that concussion. You look at Zach Butters, if he has a big game, along with Connor Rose. Connor Rose has been pretty quiet the last few weeks. He's been he getting has. over that heel, heel injury. So he's, you've seen glimpses, but you haven't seen that full package that we saw, you know, last year. So I mean, he, clearly, he's clearly playing hurt. He has to be playing yeah. hurt. Yeah, but hopefully he can. Hopefully he's had enough rest to get over at least somewhat to put a four quarter effort together. He just hasn't been able to string four quarters. And you're right, he probably is injured with that that uh, ankle injury. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've still got faith. I still think that they can do it in front of you know twenty seven thousand people at Adelaide Oval. You're going to be in front of their home crowd. They, there's not going to be many Tiger supporters there at all. I think you know they're going to be vastly outnumbered. So you, you never know. I, I, I think the most important thing Port Adelaide can do is, is get off to a good start. If they let Richmond kick the first couple of goals, it could be curtains early. But if they get the crowd behind them, momentum behind them early, kick a couple of goals, get one into Charlie Dixon straight away, and you never know what can happen. Finals football is a, a strange thing, and, and things can happen that you would never think of. So I've got faith still. Well, so you, so you want uh, the 2014 elimination final uh, relived Jace, when it was eight goals, one to nothing. Very early on, when I don't think Trent Contran will be kicking into the breeze Friday night. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think you're giving Port Adelaide enough credit too, because and we may not be doing that because they, look, we we really haven't we've underestimated their ability all year. I think we've all been sort of hanging off this this old um, old Port Adelaide, which we used to know of 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 the last probably five or six years, where they come to a big game and they flop. This year they actually haven't done that. On on pretty much what? You'd say 85% of the time they've managed to come at the opposition that they're meant to face and it's meant to be tough and they're meant to probably lose. They've come even harder, even hungrier, even better and even more skillful. I think they they deserve every bit of credit. They they finished top for God's sake. I remember um in the press conference on Monday afternoon, J- Tom Jonas was asked, um, "Do you feel like you're the favourite or do you feel like the underdog?" And he said, "Look, it comes down to personal taste, but I'd much rather feel like the underdog, even though they come top. Like they've been the underdog all year. Here they are. They're meant to be the favourite. Embrace it." I really don't know how they can be the favourite, um, but uh, Sportsbet actually has Port Adelaide the favourite at the moment. By the margin of a bee's appendage, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a real toss of the coin. But uh, it's 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 not a not not a toss of the coin for mine. But uh, but I'm a hater. So there you go. Why don't we put it? Why don't we? Put... Oh, we've got it, Jace. He's got, he's a hater. He's confirmed. <laughs> he's a hater. I love. It. I'm using that sound grab again. That's fantastic. <laughs> Oh. A little every, every every time we talk about the crows, you can wheel that out. Yes, I'm a hater. I'm a hater. Why don't we put a little wager on it then? Why don't we? Uh, uh, have mate, a little... mate, mate, the money's already on, mate. No, I'm on the Tigers already. It's already <laughs> oh, on. Oh. I actually put my money on the Tigers before the Tom Lynch MRO because that's when they were juicier odds. If Port because Adelaide he win, could have not played. Port Adelaide win. I'd love to see you roll into work with the Tigers kit. I would love to see that. I think, I think, yeah, I think it'll be all over for you at, at, at the advertiser. There'd be oh. photos left, right, and centre. I think that would be perfect. Or well, uh, AC could lend me a Glenelg scarf quite easily. Yes. So I'd, I'd clearly wear a Glenelg uh, a tiger scarf at work and. Oh. Put a photo, take a photo of it. Jeez. Quite you're, easily. Yeah, hundred percent. The biggest port hater 
for a Port fan. It's unbelievable. I'm not a hater, mate. Mate, mate, you just said you're a hater. You can't backflip Let's put this out out to social media. If Port Adelaide win, what should Dale's punishment be? That's what it is. Let's get that out to our socials. Yes. Come up with it. If you're listening out there, come up. What what should Dale's punishment be? I'm tagging Andrew Capel in that as well because I reckon he wants a piece of that wage, (laughs) whatever this is. Oh, boy. You're sinking worse than the Titanic here. No, no, no. On record, I hope and pray Port Adelaide win, but I just don't think they will. The end. Simple. (laughs) It's that simple. Massive, massive hater. Hey, I think it's time for silly season. That's just silly. Rightio. Uh, Well, we mentioned this uh, person uh, a little earlier. in the gem uh, uh, chat, but it was Jordan, Jordan Degoe has been linked to Carlton. Well, uh, it's uh, it's been sort of debunked on Monday, but uh, if Jordan Degoe did leave Collingwood, Collingwood would have the money for Jeremy Cameron. Set Jordan Degoe go to sign Jeremy Cameron. Mm, uh, not silly at all. I would uh, I, look. You know, you're only upgrading, really, aren't you? I mean, Jeremy Cameron, maybe a little bit older. In fact, he is relatively older. But he's, geez, is a good kick, and geez, is a great asset to have up in your forward line if you use him properly. And uh, Jordan to go. He's got, um, you know, he's he's had his incidents in the past, and he's he's got his, um, you know, dirty washing. But at the same time, I think he certainly has a lot of upside. So, look, it wouldn't be the worst swap in the world. I don't think it's silly. No, I actually don't think that's silly at all. Jordan Ngoi, two years ago, he was touted as the next best thing. Two seasons later, you look at him and and he really still hasn't capitalised on what people think he's capable of doing. So you look at Collingwood's forward line, you've got, what, Brody Meyercheck and you've got Mason Cox and you've got Jaden Stevenson. So you add someone like a Jeremy Cameron into that mix and all of a sudden they become pretty dynamic. I think it's probably a good move and you're probably going to save a few bucks doing it. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't mind that at all. If I was Bucks and Eddie, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm. Do it in an absolute heartbeat. And, uh, well, well, Jordan Nagori was touted as the next Dusty. So uh, <laughs> it's probably not uh, that level yet, but uh, then again next year he could turn it all around and uh, – Win a brown line, win a flag for the pies. But uh, who knows? But watch this space there with uh, Jordan Ngoi. Now, uh, Joe Danaher has uh, told the Bombers that uh, he's out, he's off, he's uh, he's leaving, and he wants to go to the Brisbane Lions. So the Brisbane Lions are right right in the window here. So uh, now the Brisbane Lions have the first-round pick from Port Adelaide this year. Mm. So do they package that up with their own first round pick? Because Adrian Dodoro will want two first round picks and you get Joe Danaher. Mm. Yeah, look, I'm not, um, oh, to be honest, I've never been a really great big Joe Danaher fan. I've never really rated him as highly as others do. I mean, he's got, he's got upside, but I just haven't seen that upside very often. And You'd like to say that his game here against Hawthorne and Adelaide earlier this year was, uh, you know, the ability that he can bring to the table, but it's a flash in the pan for mine. We've only seen it once this year. We may have seen it once or twice at tops, but his goal kicking just isn't good enough. So I don't really know if it's worth it for mine. So for the Brisbane Lions, I'm saying that's just silly. Yeah, I'm I'm in your boat again, Sam. I, I think that is kind of silly because you look at his track record at the moment, getting his body right, you, you know, his accuracy in front of the sticks. He really just hasn't shown that he's worth two first-round picks, and I think the Brisbane Lions will be giving up just too much for that. So 
I'm in your boat. It was probably is a little bit silly. That's just silly. Yeah, I wouldn't give up two first rounders. I'd definitely give up one though because uh, he wants to go there, and Danaher and Hipwood in the in the forward fifty. That's a, that's a that's a nightmare. <laughs> that is an absolute nightmare yeah, that's, for that's just sort of, that's just sort of Tom Lynch, Jack Rewalt sort of setup. That's uh, yeah, and there's a lot, a lot of behinds too in that in that forward combo, <laughs> <laughs> Hipwood and Danaher. So uh, yes. uh, they'll have to pump it in there a, a fair lot to uh, give those boys a, a crack at it, but. Uh, It'd be interesting if Danaher end, end, end up uh, lo- lobbing at uh, Brisbane. So, uh, yeah, interesting. What but, would you do? Uh, what would I do? I'd give up one first round. Okay. I wouldn't give up two. Sure. Um, yeah, just just the one and, and move on from there. And it's only going to be, well, when the Brisbane finish second, so it's going to be what pick 17. Yeah, so that's it's right. really it's, – it's, it's chips. It's yeah. chips, really. If uh, if you're getting Joe Danaher, yeah. right, and uh, and the poor pick will be pick 18. So <laughs> so uh, so so there you go. Um, now, Aratio Fantasia is, uh, is is he's coming home. I've mentioned this a thousand times before. He's coming home. Uh, he's going to play golf at Royal Adelaide, and uh, he's going to the Crows. Now, I've mentioned that uh, Daniel Talia is involved in this trade talk, but uh, as if you're at Crow's headquarters, who would you give up for Aratio Fantasia? Oh, I don't know if I'm, you know, I know the Crows are interested, but I don't know. I might be, I must be blind and I'm not, look, I'm not the best footy judge out there. So I'll, I'll put my hand up there, but I don't know if I'm really that interested in Aratio Fantasia anyway. Like I'm not giving up a whole lot really for him, but uh, Jace, what do you think? Cause uh, honestly, I'm well, not, I'm not a massive fan. You're not going to give up a key defender to for a forward pocket player. That's that's uh, hasn't yeah, got of course. that it can't manage to keep his body in good nick and stay on the park. You know he struggled off field. So I, I think you might give up. Jeez, I don't know. You might give up someone who is a bit of a fringe player as well. That you know might I don't know. It's an interesting one. Who, who do you give up? Because you, you're not going to give up any of your your veterans. You're not going to give up any no. of your stars like Matt Crouch. And, you know, Rory's obviously Rory Sorry's not going anywhere, but you're not going to give up anyone of any quality. So you then you're looking at well, who do you give up in terms of? Um, well, 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 put it this way, boys. Would you somehow try and get this deal done and involve Brad Crouch? Mm, no, I wouldn't. And I, I think I said this last week, but I think his value is still best staying at the Adelaide Football Club, or at least the Crows' best value would be to keep him. Now, at the end of the day, the Crows don't want him, so he, he's gone anyway. But the, the fact that they would trade him just to get a Raz. I don't think you're getting the best value for him. You know, you'd need to get something more than just a Razio rather than a straight swap for mine. But yeah, it, it's a it's an interesting one. I would be giving up a fringe player, well, honestly. Well, they're going to give up uh, if Essendon were in because they're obviously going to have to replace Sard. So you, they're straight away they're in the in the hunt for a midfielder already. So you, you look at it, and go well, we want another player. If we're going to give you a Razio Fantasia, we want Brad, and then. Yeah, then then you probably there's going to be another player in the mix with that as well. I would yep. have thought. Yeah, so watch this space. So Aratio will be in the fruit tingles colours next year. <laughs> It'll just be who won't be, uh, who will be in the black, who will be donning the sash. That's uh, that, that's the interesting question. But uh, I think I think that that's enough. That's enough silliness for one. That's week. enough silliness for one week. Beautiful. Now, just before we get on the past or fast, have you been watching any of the cricket guys? Because the Redbacks of the, the Shield Hub we've been talking about that it was. Built here in Adelaide, it's actually uh, it's here, it's up, and it's erect, and it's uh, it's all happening. 
It's a wreck. So here it is. Oh, no? Yeah, I have been. I have been. I have been. Uh, I, I do. I do have my uh, pass live cricket pass. Is it, it cricket ID pass? No, what it's called? Cricket login. Live <laughs> pass. The, whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, it's it's interesting to know that uh, obviously uh, Tuggers here commentates beautifully on the uh, on the. That. On, on the uh, on the live stream, it, well, it, it makes watching the Redbacks a hell of a lot better. Trust me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's nice then. But uh, I've seen. Uh, I, I want to ask Jace a very important question here because I've seen, I've heard Tuggers on the Channel Seven News. Yep. On the Channel Nine News, but not the Channel Ten News. Oh, really? Well, what's what, what's this? Well, what's this Tuggers going on here? Oh, well, it depends. Well, this yeah. eight hours of cricket being played it just depends when he's in and what highlight we've decided to grab and use. Oh, and geez. it's nothing. It's nothing against our man. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, well, it hasn't been. In. Oh, <laughs> I, I haven't. I don't think I've sold him short. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, so clearly, that's the first time he's been using the wrong grab. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the got him? Yes, he's gone. <laughs> I tell you what, Dale. The, the funny thing is, though, I, I definitely see a bit of a rise out of our man when it comes to cricket season because oh, all geez. of a sudden. He does start to get a bit of swagger about him. Like you said, he's on the channel. The chair, the chair is lower. Oh, the chair it is, is isn't lower. It? Is, isn't it? And he's up and about when he comes in. Did you, did you, boys, did you see the highlights on the weekend? No, or did I did you see, not. I, know, I, was, oh, I, was, no. I was there at Park 25. Oh, Karen no. Rolton, I'll tell you what, it's going all right. It was a, it was a road for a couple of days, but it's come good. Oh. He, starts, he starts telling us about all the ins and outs because our man is the, the voice behind cricket here in South Australia That's and the Shield rubbish. cricket. At the moment, across the country, all the games are being played in South Australia in this hub. So, geez, he's got a bit of swagger on him during this time of year. And, and, and oh. to make it even better, and to and to and to put me in, into this as well, uh, Tuggers is going to be uh, is currently on KO Sports. Oh, not yes. KO Sports. Yes, broadcasting so you, around the country. Yep. So everyone sign up to that because that's beautiful. KO yes, Sports, is. very good. And uh, also the the next round of Shield matches. They're going to be on Fox Cricket. Well, that's what they're Jeez. saying. So, Tuggers, Tuggers straight to the Fox. <laughs> His head will not be able to fit through the door at 5AA. That's how big it will be. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that the, when I was on the other podcast, it was it was no mention of us, Dale. It was, you know, his photo was at the front when he was talking about the, you know, everything he was doing for the podcast and us down the bottom. Uh, we're we're second-class citizens. We're, we're second-class citizens to Sam Tugwell. What other podcasts? Well, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. For a start, Jace, you barely rock up. So you can really... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Probably not on the same echelon. I'm probably right. middle, I'm probably middle road because no, I'm definitely on no. the bottom. No, you, no we're all I'm even. I rock up in some pyjamas every week and just... Uh, Try and look. Oh, I'm definitely the sweeping the floors in the basement. Oh, that's where, that's where I am. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but uh, I'm not at Fox Cricket standards. Jeez. Jeez. No, boy. No, that's this? that was just the word that went no. around the uh, that went around the traps at the game. They said this might be on Fox Cricket, so they're just going to steal the feed. So that's fantastic for cricket viewers. I, I mean, I feel sorry for everyone if they have to listen to my rubbish for for a few days on end. But it's, it's I mean, it's good your, for the game. Your mission. Sam Tuggle, your oh, mission. I know where this is going on already. Fox Cricket. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> or A, fast. <laughs> we cast plug in the commentary. Oh, okay. Yeah, good call. I might have to do yeah. that. Yeah. Another farce of a collapse by the Redbacks, and make sure you listen to all about it on <laughs> next week's episode of the Press Box. <laughs> That's a great call. <laughs> 
Uh, and by the way, did you throw in a couple of tickets while you're at it? <laughs> just Nick, I've never seen a ticket from him down. I don't know if you football, cricket, nothing. It's free entry. The VIP stuff at the top of Karen Roll. That's where we want to be. Oh, that's oh. The, the top of the grandstand there. The, uh, oh. You can't afford the tickets on Tuggers himself, Kempy. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> This is out of control. Well, I, I brought this up because I wanted to quickly talk about the Redbacks themselves, but it sounds like we've run out of time. So let's just get into Root of the Week. Rightio, well, it is cricket season, and uh, and uh, Tuggers told me that, right, we, we need cricket root, roots of the week now. So I've come up with one. I've got one. And uh, how about this? <laughs> how about this? Uh, so the uh, Alice Springs cricket competition that uh, I used to play in uh, back in the day when I lived in the mighty – Red Centre. Now, there's a there's a few boys that li- listen to us every week up in the, the Red Centre, so they'll, they'll get a kick out of this. Um, so the mighty Federal Demons opening round was on the weekend. Now, I've found a link on Facebook saying that the lo- games are now live streamed, and I just giggled <laughs> and I went, "Why would you watch? Uh, I know the standard. Trust me, because I got a game. That, that's that's how uh, that's how good the standard is. But uh, I've clicked, I've, I've clicked on the game. I watched it at work Sunday. It was beautiful. It was a lovely. Uh, the Rangers in the background. It was magnificent. Now, uh, Federal playing Rovers. Now, big rivalry. Uh, federal against Rovers. Um, and the good, the good guys batted first. Made two hundred and forty-eight. Now, I sort of clicked off and started watching the Sample prelim final. Now, I've come back. I've come back. And the Feds boys have skittled Rovers for 48. Oh, no. 48 in reply. That's all right. And there's a big shout-out here to Daniel Donaldson. Now, uh, Tuggers, he's bowled 1.5 overs. Oh. Five for two. Oh, amazing. Wow. That's brilliant. 11 balls. How good is that? <laughs> five for two. <laughs> five oh, for two. What? Five Off 1.5 overs. Well, they, what's that's, the deck that's, made of? <laughs> the, the, deck, the deck's made of uh, AstroTurf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So it's not even a hard deck to play on. That's incredible. Five for two is wicked. Well done. What was his name? Daniel. Daniel Donaldson. Daniel. Daniel. Got a Michelle Pfeiffer. Donnie, good job. <laughs> if he's got Twitter, we'll give him a shout out. Yeah, I think we'll have to. Well, we're, yeah, in the Red Centre, fantastic. Didn't you say um, early in the in the, in the the pre-chat, Dale, that Jacob Dickman, the former Redbacks player, was out there? Uh, Jacob Dick. Jacob Dick, who plays for, what does he play for down in Sturt, I think it is. Oh, okay. Um, he play. plays for he play, he plays for West up in uh, Alice Springs. He made 126 of about six. 50, 60-odd balls oh, there you go. On, uh, Good. on the weekend. But uh, that's oh, probably man. what happens when you get a district A grader um, <laughs> just rolling back into Alice Springs grade cricket. Uh, you, you get those sort of uh, scores. Well, just before we go on, I know you want to get on to pass or fast, Sam, but I, I do have to bring up something because this this one is close to my heart. Mm. And as you boys know, I love football. And football, you know, I've been played it my whole life and I've, you know, I'm grateful that I get to work in the industry where we get to talk about it all the time. Mm. But it's not my number one sport as you guys probably know and anyone close to me knows I have a really uh, a strong passion for another sport and that of course is horse racing oh yes now oh. on the weekend there's a couple of 
big, big races. And the only reason I bring this up is because for the first time, South Australia is going to have three horses in the Everest. Now, the Everest is a $15 million race. It's the richest race in Australia. It's actually richer than the Melbourne Cup. You win far more money and it's a, a much tougher field. I think it's uh, a million bucks just to get a slot in one of the, in, in this race. It's a, you know just over 1,000 metres and it's basically the best sprinters in the country go in it. Now, um, today, if you're listening to this, uh, or it just broke last last night, that Dollar for Dollar, which is trained by Tony McAvoy, which is a South Australian horse, has just yep. got an entry, just oh, got a slot into the Everest. Wow. So in this year's Everest, we're going to have GTRA, trained by Gordon Richards. We're going to have Behemoth, and now we're going to have Dollar for Dollar. And on top of that, this week is the Caulfield Cup as well. So Dallasan, who's a local horse here, trained by Leon McDonald at the stables at Morphville. He's going to have Dallas on in that. And um, the Wizard from the West, um, uh, Pike, is going to be on that one. He's swapped off another horse to ride on this one, William Pike. So it's a huge weekend. If you're if you're a, a mad um, horse racing fan like I am and like a few of my mates are that keep sending me bad tips every weekend, <laughs> um, it's it's massive. So I think you need to get behind. If you, if you ever have a couple of dollars on um, some horse racing occasionally, yep. then try and pick an SA horse in the Everest because I think GTRA is probably – the closest we're going to get to try and uh, try and taking that one out. So uh, well, we're we're mighty South Aussies here, uh, Jace. How about we box the three SA horses for the Everest for the trifecta? Jeez, we'll be. I'll tell you what, the glove box will be exploding. <laughs> that comes through. Um, absolutely, let's do that. We'll put a dollar or something on that because oh. it's uh, it'll be a tough one to get all three. But um, why not? We'll have a dollar on it for sure. Oh, before we get into parcel fast, Jace, uh, you, just just give us a picture because we see on your uh, social platforms every week where you are on a Saturday. But just give us a bit of a picture yeah. for all those who don't know what you do on a Saturday. Just where where are you generally midday? Uh, on a Saturday afternoon, what are you doing? Oh, well, sometimes, uh, see, my old man and I love uh, to, Dad used to own a heap of racehorses, so we like to catch up and have a beer. Uh, generally, it'd be at the local hotel somewhere, and we'll have a <laughs> we'll have a feed together, and we'll have, we'll have a bit of a flutter on the horses. So there's nothing like having a uh, a pint and uh, having a pint with your old man, and and uh, yeah, and sometimes we win, and sometimes we. Uh, we are, well, some, well, most, most of the time, you don't win. <laughs> that's right. That's Beautiful. right. That's, that's yeah. how it goes. But it's, it's fantastic. I love it. Every Saturday afternoon, there's a Palmy, there's a beer, there's about 10 TAB screens, and Jace's front and centre. He absolutely loves it and uh, never generally wins. Let's get on a pass the fast. <laughs> Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 We're playing out of farce. It's a farce. It is. Farcically. The rules are a farce. What a farce. Farcical goal. That sounds farcical. 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 It's a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. Okay, uh, first up, uh, from um, uh, the semi-final, uh, semi-final fizzes uh, on the weekend, really, um, uh, Collingwood and Geelong, red its ugly head again. The, the good old jumper clash. And uh, with uh, Collingwood wearing the black shorts and Geelong wearing the white shorts and yada, 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 um, but before the game, our man, Warren Treadray, called jumper clashes a farce. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on his little segment on Channel 9, he's called Jumper Clashes Are a Farce. It should, get, uh, it should get sorted out straight away. So was the Geelong-Collingwood semifinal a jumper clash, farce or farce? No, not in the end. It was just the argument around it because at the moment – Geelong have the issue, the long-standing issue, they can never wear their home shorts 
which is essentially their home kit in all against Collingwood because it clashes the shorts of both teams just don't quite work when you when you put it all together. So, um, no, a fast tick from from Treaders. Love that from him. Um, but uh, no, the the jump the jumper clash is actually a valid. It's a valid thing. And unfortunately, Geelong's the only team in the comp with a home Guernsey that's white. So it kind of clashes with any away clash strip that anyone has. Yeah, as long as um, uh, Geelong wears their white shorts and Collingwood wears their black shorts when they play each other, it's fine. And I think that's the whole agreement that Eddie Maguire shook hands on one of the blokes at Geelong many years ago, and that was the, the handshake deal they had, that whenever they played each other, that they would always, Geelong would wear white and Collingwood would wear, wear black. And I think that's the perfect way to go about it because you're right, it does when they do the opposite, it does look funny to the eye and there is, there is that clash there. So, no, I think that was a pass and good on Treaders. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> pass for Treaders for saying fast. And jumper, clashes, jumper clashes are a fast. Get a get a clash jumper, Collingwood. Just, just <laughs> oh, deal yeah, with right. it. They just never deal do with it. it. Seriously. <laughs> they will never do it. They're, they're a fast. Seriously, Collingwood, fast. Can I throw this at you guys real quick? Because I've heard a few arguments over, this, over the last few weeks about this. Collingwood should have, like the EPL, just a different coloured Guernsey with a similar... De- I just think that's dumb as hell. Like, the best thing about the AFL is that all the teams stick to their colours and their brand and they can switch the colours up to make a clash Guernsey and they'll include a bit of white. But the EPL is a totally different ball game. They just go like... Chelsea, for example, just all blue. They'll go pink. It's. Just, I think it's bizarre. I don't want any of our AFL teams to do that. I think it'd be weird. Well, it's not weird because the EPL are very smart and they got a lot bigger glove boxes than ours and they bring out a new different colour kit every year and everyone goes out and buys the bloody thing. But that, if Collingwood went another colour, wouldn't it just it'd just go against everything about them, wouldn't it? If, if What if Port Adelaide went other than Port... Uh, went other than black, white and teal one year? Well, well, the, the classic example is the 2017 Grand Final where Richmond decided to go the reverse kit where they had their yellow... And the black stripe. So but that's that, still their that, colours. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. It's, it'd be weird if Collingwood went with an extra colour other than black and white. I'd, personally, I feel uncomfortable with that. But anyway, I'll leave that to you. Rightio. So was, uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> we've worked out that it'll never get worked out. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, now, uh, now, Jace, uh, of the t- Tuggers uh, told me that there's more is cricket season. So uh, the, ne- the next three are all cricket. So, um, oh. um here we go. Cool. So the first one, <laughs> the first one, uh, uh, Ashton Agar. He's he's been on fire. Karen Rotner. He's uh, he's made a hundred. Uh, he's taken Pfeiffer. He's got smashed in the face again. Um, <laughs> <He did. laughs> that, that that did look quite nasty too. There was a, a few anxious moments there when I saw that live on the live stream mm. uh, with Tuggers commentating too. Um, but uh, should Ashton Agar? Get back into the Australian Test team as an all-rounder. Pass or fast? Uh, you know, as an all-rounder, it's not a silly thought because we haven't actually had one for a long time. Um, in the Test arena, is he ready? Um, is he is he only really fit for limited overs? I'm not sure if he's really proven himself over a long period of time. He had a good season last year with the bat, to be honest, but he couldn't 
do anything with the ball. I think he only took three wickets from, I think it was about seven games, I'm I'm thinking, so from memory. But um, at the end of the day, he's really put his foot forward in the first game against uh, South Australia, hasn't he? Five for and a 100 out there on Carrollton Oval. So no, um, mm. early days to say, but uh, he's on yeah. the right direction. Yeah, for sure. It's only the first weekend of the Shield, so he needs to back up these performances, you know, round after round. So, you know, if he, he can prove that he's capable and continues to make runs and continues to take wickets, then for sure we, we want the best available people in our Australian squad. And that's the the facts, and that's what, you know, they've been able to do the last couple of years. So, absolutely, if he's putting the numbers on the board, then why not give him a crack? He'll have to bat six for mine if uh, if he wants to get in, and uh, I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's a top six uh, test batsman uh, at the moment. He might have uh, slapped the Redbacks bowlers around for a hundred, but uh, I think uh, you and I could do that, uh, Tuggers. At the moment, <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> <That's harsh. laughs> so, how much are Western Australia in front? Oh, at the moment, uh, seven hundred thirty-five thousand two hundred three. <laughs> um, oh, geez. With with about uh, nine wickets in hand, but uh, um, the next one, uh, Peter Siddle's hair style, oh, fast or fast. This is unbelievable. He looks like Iceman. Yeah, I just don't know what he's thinking. Like he's just gone the full, uh, almost albino sort of peroxide white. It's just, it's just rank. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know if it's the banana, the banana diet that's got to him, but um, yeah, it's just it's not quite on. Yeah, well, I heard actually, it's a fast for mine. But what I've heard is that uh, all the Tasmanian players were caught at a, uh, at a at a Coles buying bananas. Now, if that's true, what? if that's true, I think Peter Siddle's gotten to all the players' heads, switching states. Now they're all on the diet, the banana diet. Jeez, that's a fast right there. It's uh, yeah, the M and M number doesn't sit well with me either. I don't know what's going on. He might be going through a <laughs> bit of a, a, a midlife situation at the, at the moment. Peter, sort it out, mate. That's a fast. I know it's pretty cold in Tassie, but seriously, mate. Big pass, huge pass. Love it. Oh yeah. Potassium white, it is. I've been called. I've been told potassium white oh, is the potassium uh, is the white. <laughs> God. is the uh, it's the bone, the ivory, the off white. <laughs> that's right, potassium <laughs> white, yep. and uh, yes, uh, well, it's not really banana yellow, is it? It's no. more white than uh, <laughs> yellow. So uh, potassium white we'll go with. Um, next one after I've just uh, bagged the absolute you know what's out of them. Uh, will the Redbacks chase down? 360 to win today, pass or fast. On a Tuesday afternoon, uh, it's going to be the warmest day of the lot. I think it was 29 degrees coming on a Tuesday, Arvo, which would be lovely. I'm already in the shorts on a Monday, which is good, but uh, I don't know. The wicket's been pretty good for the first couple of days. If it's starting to get worse and the bowlers are getting on top like they did on day three, maybe not. But uh, you've got to give them a chance, but I'm, I'm not backing South Australia, unfortunately. Fast. If you got if you're going by past performances, then <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. But this could be a new red Lake squad. Hopefully, uh, Travis Head gets him across the line. He's going to have to uh, play a bit better than he did recently. So, um, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> fast, <laughs> big fast. They'll lose by two hundred plus. Trust me. <laughs> oh, Jesus, um, smashing. <laughs> uh, well, the WA haven't declared yet. Well, I think oh, surely they'll declare. But uh, I think uh, the Redbacks are in for. A, Another defeat, uh, unfortunately. Mm. Um, now, uh, on Monday, uh, the AFL released the grand final entertainment for next Saturday night's uh, extravaganza at the Gabba. Uh, 
So I'm just going to ask uh, AFL Grand Final Entertainment pass or fast. Oh, just I know Jace has been really pumping up the night Grand Final for a few years now, and he's uh, brought us the mail back in 2015, and then it just never happened until 2020. But the whole idea of this night Grand Final, please tell me if you agree with this or not. But isn't the whole point of the night Grand Final to really make it feel like the Super Bowl? to make it this great, big, glitzy entertainment sort of packaged night where the football's the centrepiece, but it's just as big, but the entertainment is just as big around it? Is that is that what you sort of saw this being? Yeah, that's what it is. That's It's the spectacle of a night grand final, of night, you know, primetime sporting. So, absolutely. Then what the bloody hell are we doing with all these people who are, look, they're fantastic Australian talents, but they're just not the superstars that we expected. We've got Jimmy Barnes here. Like, why don't we just use him? Why don't we call up a couple of others? I mean, the Hilltop Hoods are here in Adelaide. Just fly them up. Like, why? There are some fantastic acts here that are world class. Mm. Why aren't we using them? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, oh, yeah, they probably missed the mark a little bit, and it's probably not the sort of music that I'm into at the moment, or or, or have ever been into. Really, that I, I sort of don't know where the AFL is angling with this. You raise a good point. Hilltop Woods would be a fantastic act, or Jimmy Barnes would be amazing, or you know John Farnham if he wants to come back yeah. and resurrect his career <laughs> one more time. time. <laughs> you know, absolutely. So I, I'm not sort of sure where the AFL is going with this. I, I read something today that they're going to extend the halftime break to I think 27 minutes around about that so it's going to be the longest AFL halftime break that they've ever had which is a little bit concerning in my books as well because all of a sudden you've got players that are going to be calling down during that period. Mm. You're going to try and be interesting to get some feedback from a few of the the top sports people about how they're going to try and keep the players warm and make yeah. sure that they don't cool down completely. Otherwise, they're going to be you know injury prone come that second half. So, um Interesting. Uh, it's probably not the spectacle we're going to see uh, or we have seen before at Super Bowls or anything like that. So don't compare uh, the AFL Grand Final with the Super Bowl. But I still think the atmosphere of a night Grand Final, primetime television, hopefully it's a, a close game and even better yet, hopefully Port Adelaide's in it as well. So fingers crossed it all works out, but it's probably not the acts that we sort of had envisioned when we thought, you know, primetime night Grand Final. Fast on so many levels. <laughs> it's not funny. The yeah. first fast, bunch of absolute no-names. Who are they? Mm. Who is? I don't even know. I don't DMAs, even know. DMAs are a big name. I yeah. don't even know because I don't know their names, so that's why I can't say it. No-names. <laughs> Second of all, fast on any big Australian act. They're in the, in the country and only would do it for money. But seriously, yep. go and get your name. It's a little, it's, it's a, we're in a pandemic still, if you didn't realise, just give the give the Australian footy fans some love and actually maybe do a cheapie or a freebie, mm. maybe. So if anyone out there is not doing it because they're not getting enough uh, glove box, then that's a farce. And B, what's been mentioned, that extending the half-time for nothing, because it is nothing in my opinion, that's another farce. Farce is all around. <laughs> I totally agree with you, and and it just makes no sense. Like, this is the grand final entertainment, the super, like the Super Bowl aspect of it. Like, we were just meant this was meant to be like, if, and if it's the first time we're ever doing it, you'd want it to be memorable. Like, it just seems bizarre. But anyway, is it time to get onto a multi, guys? Uh, we've got one big game on Friday night, Port Richmond. I'm sure you guys have got a multi you'd want to mm. splash a few dollars on. 
All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll pick the goal scorers, Dal, and then you will, will work out the possession getters, the disposal <laughs> markets together. All right, so I, I, I reckon Dusty Charlie... forty eight plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I reckon Charlie Dixon's a certainty to get a goal. Ooh, yep. I reckon um, I reckon Big Jack Rewald. He didn't kick a goal in the prelim, so I reckon uh, in the semi final. So I think he's due in the prelim. Uh, so I reckon Jack in, and he's I think in. it's either Dusty or. or, or uh, I, I think we only go with three goal kickers. It's either Dusty or Robbie. Which mm. one do you like more? I like Dusty. <laughs> Dusty. Yep. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's lock in Dusty then. So you got Dusty, Jack, and Dicko, and then you want to look at uh, disposal markets. Look, look at fifteen disposals. I think you have. Who's in there, Dale? Uh well, we got uh, Robbie Gray, Darcy Byrne Jones, Carl Amon, Ryan Burton, Dan Houston. Mm. Well, I figure. I think Al it's going to it's probably going to get peppered down uh, the, the into um into Richmond's forward line. So you want to put a couple of backmen. So I think DBJ and Houston would almost be certain he's to get fifteen. Yep, like that. Done. Um, and then who else we got? Who's in the? Who else we got? Uh, oh, we got uh, Prestia, Dusty, Huey, Jaden Short. Oh, just go! Don't go short because he's he's ruined a couple of multis recently. <laughs> <laughs> he's come up, he's come up short for you, has he? He has. He got on a couple of occasions. He owes me. He owes me a couple of glove boxes. Um, no, um, let's go, Dusty for sure for fifteen, and uh, and maybe what was it, Prestia or, or uh... Prestia or Hooley? Mm. Ooh, yeah, Prestia over Hooley, I think. That's mm. seven legs. We got to get up to ten. What about what about? Your man Jack Graham, we've got to get him in there somehow. Don't I don't we? think he'll get. I don't think he'll get the touches. Oh. Um, who else we got for fifteen? Ah, uh, well, we well you can have you can oh, have Cochin, you can have. Well, what are we kicking up to? 20 touches. twenty touches. Twenty touches. Let's kick 20. it up to twenty. Come on, who's? Oh, okay, okay, we're going to get players in twenty. Get a couple. Get a bokey in there. Get yourself a rocky. Yeah, we could go bokey or wines. Yep. Oh, no, Why? you know what? We need. We need. No, we need bokey and uh, and the pig. Yeah, I said rocky. Put them both in. Chuck them in. For for twenty plus, yeah, let's do that. I'm on the pig, right? There's what one one. Oh, we got nine legs. Might as well do no, ten. Oh, all right. We'll port, right, what's port the, to what, win. What's port to win? No, no, we can't no. do that. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to put it on. What's the over under? Yeah, the over or under? Oh, where's the uh, where's the uh, drum roll? <laughs> One hundred and fifteen point five. Over that, surely. It's gonna be. Uh, oh, it's yeah, gonna a wet rain. night. Heard, yeah. It's gonna be wet. Yeah, it's gonna be a wet night. So, oh, it could be a slugfest. It's gonna be wet, is it? Oh, it's gonna be twenty eight. Oh, it's, it's gonna be late showers. Yeah, it's rain coming at the late end of the week. Showers. So maybe. According to Kay Freeman, so this is what she said this, <laughs> this afternoon. I hope she's on the money. Well, <laughs> well, uh, Steve Jobs at Apple says that not not no rain in sight for the next ten days. Oh, so uh, that's on, clearly wrong. <laughs> Um, so unders, unders 115 and a half. No, Jeez. I don't, not in a final, surely not. I reckon we'd go over. Surely well, they go it over. It was only 58 to 42. The, it was under 100. It was 100. Mm. What was the, what was the score last game? Was oh, it 58 to 42? 58 42. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was, was unders. Let's go unders. Oh, okay. All right. Under it is. Under it is. Uh, under. Lock it in. 10 legs, uh, 33 to 1. Ooh, beautiful. Beautiful. Do. That's the way to enter the weekend. So that's uh, that's so everyone out there. That's uh, you put your house, your car, your holiday house, your your boat, your <laughs> the glove, um, the glove box. 
from Bruce Jesse, I put the glove box on it, and we pay for the new oh. stadium. Hey, before we before we go, Jace, you've just been caught hanging out with Bruce Jutay down at uh, Hindmarsh, mate. Just uh, what yes. are they doing, feeding you down there? Yeah, well, they're doing the uh, the old bringing the old media barbecues back. And apparently, when Bruce used to play, they used to put on lobsters and crabs and all this sort of seafood <laughs> delicacies. When they this is no word of a lie. Apparently, uh, Bianco, when he used to be the major sponsor of the club, he yeah. used to have a, on a Friday. They used to put on this big smorgasbord of seafood and uh, and meat oh, for all the media and players. That's unreal. And so, so Bruce has decided to. Do that, bring the same thing back, but it, unfortunately, because of COVID, a bit bit harder times. And they haven't got the quite the lobsters and the crayfish. They've got continental <laughs> continental sausages and uh, and bread and and uh, you know soft drinks and that for the media. But geez, I'm not complaining. It's a good spread they put on down there at Highmarsh. So wow. big props big, to Adelaide United. The big, big question is: Is there onion? And is it above the sausage? <laughs> no, there's no onion. No, I haven't, oh, seen, I haven't seen any onion yet. I, I've, I've told Bruce as well, so hopefully we get some onion out there soon. Oh, jeez. Right. It's time, time no to one. wrap this thing up. Uh, Port Adelaide and Richmond on Friday night. Uh, it'll be a nice reaction to see whether or not uh, if Dale is wrong and uh, and Port Adelaide do win whether or not he has to. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be wrong. Cop some you. sort of consequence. I'm not going to be wrong. Oh, I, hope we, oh, I hope they do. Just uh, <laughs> just hope Port Adelaide win now for this sake. Uh, I'd hate to see him in a grand final, but at the same time, I just want to see Dale suffer. Blokes, it's uh, great to see you once again. I think I think this could be the last. I know I said this last week. I reckon this is the last week we're going to be over uh, over Skype, and I reckon we'll be in the studio from next week, oh, which is bloody exciting. Good to see you, man. Well, uh, good luck in the prelim. Absolutely. We'll be speaking grand final week, Sam. Oh. <laughs> see you, boys.